What is up, everybody? What is good? Welcome to Community Conversations. <laughs> my name is David Hurst. I'm joined by my good friend, Jennifer Dominguez. Jen, how are we doing? I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? Good, good, good. And we are here talking about worship. Jen, you mm-hmm. are a worship leader. Mm-hmm. You enjoy worshiping. Yeah. Uh, you write songs. Do you write worship songs or all sorts of songs? All sorts of songs, testimonial songs, mm-hmm. congregational songs, mostly testimonial, but we'll get into that in a little bit. I'm curious, as 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 a worship leader, you know, when when you're off stage, when you're uh, in a congregation, what's your worship style? Are you like village people? Are you touchdown? Are you carry the big screen TV? What's your what's your style? Yeah, I think I'm a combination of like touchdown and on my knees, or like hand on heart. I don't know if that means casket. I know that's really weird. Not a lot of people do yeah. that, but maybe casket. It depends on the song. A more solemn yeah, song. Yeah, like, like something. You're, you're going yeah, casket. I just really want to just be in that tender moment or like, woo! Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little bit more modest. You know, yeah. I, I, I either do like the butler, the hands behind okay. the back, or I'll just put the hands on the chair. Okay, yeah. And then like when the bridge comes strong, like maybe I'll throw up a hand. Oh, yeah. You know, d- like depending. You start, like when you feel it, it's like, Yeah, Whoa. vibe uh, of the room though. I can't be the only one with hand up. Really? You know, I kind of read the room. Yeah, is really? that bad? Like I, I should, I should just worship. You should in my be a little way, fearless, right? <laughs> right? You should be a little more. Uh, I'll work on it. Yeah, I'll work on what it. Was that about? Next time you're leading worship, just like give me a little head nod, just to remind me. All right. I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. So, <laughs> I want to start with just what worship is. Uh, mm. it, it's more than just singing in church, right? How would how would you define worship? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think that worship is honestly just being in reverence and surrender to God. Um, I think a lot of people define worship just musically, but it doesn't have to be just when you're singing a song to God. I think in this context, we are maybe talking about worship and song, right? But I think it's also just when you surrender your life to God, whether that's giving, giving all your money away or the way that you treat people, um, singing songs to him, thinking about him throughout your day, that's just continually surrendering your life to God. Um, in this context, are we talking about just singing to God right we now? We can, or? yeah. Okay, okay, <laughs> So cool. how would you, how, how do you express that then through singing, through mm-hmm. leading worship? How, mm-hmm. how does that manifest itself through that? Yeah, I think for every person, it's gonna be different. Um, I think that I go back to that moment in Exodus whenever Moses finally just talks to Pharaoh and Pharaoh's like, okay, you you can go, you know, after, after he's asked over and over again, let my people go, let my people go, and then they go. And then Pharaoh and all the people are coming after the Israelites and then the Red Sea parts and they cross over and the sea falls over um, the Egyptians and all of a sudden... Miriam, Miriam just starts breaking out in song and it's like worship because God has set them free. And so it's this like insane, like, thank you, God, always be praised. Thank you. Like be praised for your miracles. Um, but also, um, there's moments where you worship God when you lose a loved one where you say, it is well with my soul. You know, you've heard that song that literally happened after this man lost his whole family. Um, so I think it depends on the situation. Again, we just go back to that definition that worship is surrendering to God um, in any moment, 
whether that's exciting or hard. I love that. What about you? How would you uh, describe worship, David? Well, um, I'm not someone who can lead worship because I haven't been gifted with a nice set of pipes like you have. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But but I I enjoy it. I feel like I emotionally, spiritually respond to worship. Um, I think we all, like we alluded to, worship in in different ways. And Mm -hmm. I think it is one of the things I look forward to when we corporately gather in church. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I I get the most out of that is, is the worship aspect, just feeling feeling a connection to God through that and being able to just come to him and surrender. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a good way for me of, uh, you know, putting words to how I'm feeling or mm-hmm. or taking promises of God and express those through songs mm-hmm. back to God. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's a bunch of talented um, Christian artists and, and people who lead worship and people who have wrote worship songs that are grounded biblically in the Word of God, and just being able to express the promises mm-hmm. uh, back to God is a yeah. cool expression yeah. of that worship. But um, yeah. what, what what got you kind of interested in, in leading worship? Mm-hmm. I mean, like I alluded to, I mean, you, you can obviously sing. Um, is that something you've always been interested in, passionate about, or is that a, a recent development? It's funny you ask that. I think that God places dreams in our heart that we don't see coming true but he makes true anyway like I remember when I was really really young I would never tell anyone but I would like dream of me like with an electric guitar like like just playing it um but I obviously kept that in the DL and then when I met Jesus and I surrendered my life to him the easiest way for me to communicate to him was singing him a song I think that I was always a person that vulnerability was hard I think for a lot of people vulnerability can be hard but For me, whenever I would sing to God how I felt or whenever I would sing to God how worthy he was, it came so much easier than having to speak that to him. Um, And so when I started worshiping God, um, the first place that I experienced worship was actually at a church high schoolers retreat. And that was the first time that I saw kids like raising their hands And I was like, whoa, like I've never raised my hand to God. Um, And then one day I was just like, you know what, I'm going to try it. It was like the second day of the retreat. And I just like, I was like, God, this is obviously for you because I feel weird doing this. And Mm. as soon as I raised my hands, I just broke out in tears because it was like, I'm free to worship this God. And that's how close I am to him. I don't have to go to the ends of the earth to find him. He's literally right here and he's he's worthy of my worship right here. So I started, that was like the first moment that led me to freedom in worship. And then I kind of started doing that in the secret place, just kind of in my room. Um, and I had a lot of people at church like be like, oh, you have such a good voice. You should lead worship. And Um, I actually tried out and they told me that I wasn't good enough. And then I like tried out in chorus in high school and then they told me that I wasn't good enough. So it was just like, you're not good enough, you're not good enough, you're not good enough. But God, why do I feel this insane fire to worship you with song? If this is your will for my life and if this is your gifting, make it happen. Um, And so I just kept worshiping him alone in my room, just him and I. Just created such an awesome intimacy that one day I got a call from the worship team at church and they were like, hey, we want you. And I was like, whoa, I didn't even try out what happened. And so that's when God really calls you, when it's not out of 
you trying hard, but just out of obedience of worshiping him in the secret place, and then it'll take you to the public place. And because I was experiencing that freedom, my passion to shepherd people in the freedom that they were supposed to experience, because we're all created to worship. Mm -hmm. We're all worshipers of God. Um, and I just think that some people don't realize that. So I have that passion now to shepherd people into that freedom of worshiping how they were created to. And what does that look like? Is it merely just mm -hmm. singing worship songs on stage or does it go beyond that? It goes beyond that. I think that, like you were saying, you're more of a butler kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like express your freedom as insanely as I might, <laughs> but there's something in your heart that God wants to capture mm -hmm. um, and that you want to give to him, that you were made to give to him. And it not it might not be physically visible, but to God it's visible. And that's what God wants is even if our hearts are broken, that's more than enough for him, you know? Mm -hmm. So going off that, what, is, what would you say the Bible says about worship as it mm -hmm. relates to music? You had mentioned the story in Exodus. We hear, you know, David, he was talented as a musician. Mm -hmm. He... Yeah. Uh, worshiped God all the time. Uh, what, what, is, what does the Bible say? What are some examples that we can glean from Scripture that may uh, change or affirm our beliefs about worship? Yeah. Well, number one, I always start in Revelation. Um, you start in Revelation? Yeah. That's like where we're all going to be if so we have given our lives to Jesus. Yes, because <laughs> it's glorious. There's angels and elders, and the elders are casting their crowns before the Lamb of God, and we're singing holy, holy, holy. And then there's us, the saints, from multiple tribes and mm. languages and colors, all wearing white robes, worshiping the King. And... That's what we're gonna do in heaven. And so if you start there and you see this beautiful picture that the world doesn't give us so well, but that the Bible shows us so clearly about heaven, you can be like, oh, okay. So then we go to the beginning and then there's a garden. And some people, some scholars have said that actually the first couple of chapters of Genesis and creation, when God is creating the world, it was actually probably a song because of the way that it's written in Hebrew. Fun fact. It might not be, but we'll, we'll figure that out when we get to heaven, right? And then, of course, there's David, who's a huge pioneer in music. Like you said, he was the first one in Israel to really establish kind of an organizational way of worshiping. He had the singers at the front and then just the whole orchestra kind of following that throughout worship in the synagogue. Um, and that kind of set the standard um, for Jews. I mean, when you think about it, we um, as believers in Jesus are one of the only religions that really goes all out in music. Um, it could be really taboo in other religions, so. I mean, that's what Psalms is, right? It's just yeah. a, a collection. It's a whole mm -hmm. book of worship songs, right? Yeah. yeah, whole book of worship songs, really intense ones that talk about like wrath to our enemies. <laughs> Um, and then other ones that are songs more that wouldn't like, be played on Caleb right, nowadays. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> songs that wouldn't be played on Caleb. Exactly. But well, we do so see exactly. the the recreation of some mm -hmm. of the psalms in some form or fashion, and mm -hmm. you do hear talk about songs, worship songs that people sing in church that mm -hmm. may not be grounded in good theology. Mm -hmm. what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Do you have any songs that come to mind where, mm -hmm. or, you, or you may see them mm -hmm. on the screen, you'll be like, eh, I don't know if that's really biblical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, plenty of those. <laughs> I, um, I'm actually, I just came out of a season where I had a lot of doubt 
and I honestly think it's a discernment of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You ask the Holy Spirit, is this from you or is it not? And he will guide you. I deleted my probably thousand songs of worship playlist. I deleted that whole playlist and I just started from scratch because I was like, I don't know these people's intentions that wrote the song and I'm going through a period of doubt. And I also don't know, um, I haven't read these scriptures that they're claiming to be scriptures in the word myself. So I need to see it for myself, God. And so I deleted the whole thing, starting from scratch. Still figuring it out. Um, so I don't want to call anyone out. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to kind of like not call my brothers and sisters out in the church that are um, as of right now, like in this moment, because I'm figuring it out myself. But I do have some ideas. If you want to talk to me personally about what to listen to, I'll tell you straight up. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways. You're not going to throw Bethel or, or Jesus culture passion under the bus on this podcast live no. <laughs> you're really good you're really good <laughs> i'm pin you down on this <laughs> yeah um i think that's you brought up theology right mm -hmm. theology is literally theology theos in greek literally means god ology is a study of it's the study of god if there are songs that are not studying god and it's more mm -hmm. studying the human instead of the human's creator then that's already not theology, not correct theology in itself. And I think that nowadays, a lot of the songs that are coming out can feel really good for a whole congregation. And then we become followers and deceived instead of what we are all called to be, which is worship leaders in studying and pioneering what the word says and creating songs out of that. Um, and so, yeah, I think that it may feel really good but it actually angers God. I think of the fact that a lot of Christian songs today and the way that a lot of people are seeing Christian artists is for their fame. And that's so not the way that Jesus would want us to look at it. He's humble. He's like a going down the ladder kind of guy, not climbing up the ladder kind of guy. He literally came from the throne and down to earth. So you remember when Jesus went to the temple and he literally made a whip mm -hmm. and he just... Psh, like through those tables, flipping tables. Flipping tables. Yeah. yeah. Why was that? Because they were uh, using the church as a marketplace. Yeah, they were using the temple of God as a marketplace, and that's kind of how I'm seeing worship songs today. Mm. It feels like they're not being used as a sacred place of worship, but they're being used as a commercial tool. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Which is why we as believers and as raw followers of Jesus need to ask God for discernment or slash write your own songs. <laughs> Does that what <laughs> you your know? process look like? I mean, to avoid bad theology while mm -hmm. writing songs, is that just a matter of discernment for you? Yeah, I think so. There's two different things that I'm looking at here. Um, congregational worship songs are for all of us as a body of Christ to get together and proclaim this truth about God. Testimonial songs are where you want to get in the secret place with God and be real about how you feel, your story, and then take those promises in the word and declare it over this story that you're walking through. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the songs that I write 
are honestly more on that raw edge of like, this freaking sucks. Mm -hmm. God, what's your truth? Let me lean on this and let me share with my friends that feel like listening to this song what I'm really going through. So it's that vulnerability, like the church kind of communing over that. Um, I've only really written a few songs that are more like all of us together proclaiming this. Mm. And then in some Bible studies, I'll bring my guitar and then we'll read a psalm and we'll just kind of come up with a few chords and sing out that truth together, you know? So I think there's a difference between those two. And a lot of songs now in the church that are being played that are supposed to be congregational are more feel good for your tough experiences Mm -hmm. is what I think. Everyone's allowed to have their own opinions. Yeah. You know, what do you think? Well, how do you, how do well, you I, see it nowadays? I, I hear you talking about the idea of testimonial songs, and I love that because I, I think I go back to David again. Mm-hmm. You know, so many of his songs weren't songs of joy. Mm-hmm. They were songs of lament. You know, he was talking about, you know, I'm sitting in my bed uh, moaning and crying all day long. God, mm-hmm. where are you? Mm-hmm. Those were so many of his songs. And I think it's just a, a beautiful expression of vulnerability to God. And, and being open and being honest with how we are feeling or the, the emotions that we're experiencing them and bringing them to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I guess whether that be through song or just through words, I think mm-hmm. that can be effective yeah. with your relationship with God. Yeah. I guess is, is doing it through a song, is, would you say that's for everyone, the testimonial worship aspect of it? No, I think that there's a thing called prayer too. Talk about it, write about it. Whatever works for you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Whatever helps you commune with your father, you know? Yeah. So how would you say, I mean, going off that, how would you say just in general, you know, stepping outside of music, how can we live lives of worship? That might include music, but in general, what does a life of worship mm-hmm. look like? Yep. I just say read John chapter 15 talks about abiding you just abide mm-hmm. in Jesus it's that simple yeah I'm not perfect at it I get pissed off at people and then I gotta be like Lord how you want me to handle this abide <laughs> okay I'm abiding in you help me give grace in this moment and that's a life of surrender if he's like okay you just got a three thousand dollar bonus all right so she needs it over there what <laughs> Yeah, abide and surrender, you know? Mm-hmm. Those are kind of just small ways. Even if it means giving a penny to the person that needs it, even though if you don't have it or you don't, you don't have room to give, just give. Just live a life that when it hurts, you still walk the extra mile mm-hmm. and read the Bible. The Bible talks about it better than I would, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Amen. What would you say is a life of worship? I think you 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 summed it up right there. Mm. I think it's um, yeah. I mean it's it's John fifteen. It's um, you know just living a life of love. You know, love the Lord your God with all your soul, mind, and strength, and mm-hmm. love others like you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's what it comes down to. I mean, worship mm-hmm. is worship in in the context of music is an expression of our love to God mm-hmm. and. You know, it's it's just this idea of then expressing our love to others around us mm-hmm. as well. Um, so, yeah, life of worship. Life of worship. <laughs> yeah. What would you say to someone who 
and I've gone through seasons of this, but what would you say to someone who might not feel anything during worship? Mm. Like, like going to church, uh, taking part in corporate worship, and you just don't feel it. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. Is, is that indicative of maybe where you are with God, or could that be something else? I think it's both. Um, I think that's when you're becoming a follower of a routine and what everyone else is doing in the congregation instead of actually doing what you and God need to do. Um, so yeah, I think that could be indicative of your relationship with God. I go through seasons like that all the time where I'm tired of, that's why I deleted my whole worship playlist. Cause I was like, Psh, I'm done singing these same songs. I want to dive into the truth of this. So I would say kind of set boundaries with what's, which, with what seems like a routine and just get with God about what you really need to hear. If it's you're having a hard time reading the Bible just because you don't feel like it or you can't set a routine with that, then, I don't know, start start from Genesis or start from Matthew. Say, you know what, this year I'm going to read the whole New Testament. Or, you know what, I'm going to read the Psalms of David. So start from Psalm chapter 1 and try to pick up what you can and discern that with the Lord and then talk about it with someone, you know? Just kind of don't be a routine this is what I do every Sunday kind of person. Get with God, you know. Or start with Revelation. The, or the, start with Revelation. Read the, chapter 4 and 5. Come the on. Jennifer Dominguez Bible <laughs> reading plan. I mean, people would benefit from that because if you start in Genesis, like, mm-hmm. you get stuck in Leviticus and you're just done, you know. Right. Revelation, you're going through the whole New Testament. Right. Just go like this. Revelation, back to Genesis. I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, we've had a great conversation. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that you think people might benefit from? Mm. Just... Abide. John 15. Abide. Yeah, John 15. I have nothing else to tell you. Let God tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, do you want to plug anything? You want to plug anything? Yeah. Give you an <laughs> um, opportunity to promote you yourself a little bit. If you haven't heard my songs already, it's just under Jen Dominguez. You can go to Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. If you want to read the lyrics and kind of see that biblical symbolism in there that I've added based on my testimony, go to YouTube. There's lyrics video. Just Jen Dominguez, double N, Dominguez. Or J Music, Instagram, Facebook. That's really it. Enjoy. Do you have a song called Abide? I don't. No. No. It sounds like it should be on the in the queue. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should. Maybe <laughs> I should think about that. Maybe I should write about that. We'll do a duet. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll lend my talent. I would love uh, that. <laughs> good deal. Well, Jennifer, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it, and thank you at home for joining us on this episode of Community Conversations. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye.